Money FM 89.3, best of prime time. You're with prime time only on Money FM 89.3. Across the ASEAN, only on Money FM 89.3. You're listening to Prime Time on Money FM 89.3. I'm Rachel Kelly. Now, visitor arrivals to Singapore were down 80% in 2021 compared to the previous year. That's as travel restrictions were increased on the back of COVID-19 and took a toll on the industry. Now, this put pressure on airlines. And according to IATA, the sector suffered a net loss of over 52 billion US dollars last year. But things could be looking up in the year ahead with a more marginal loss of $12 billion forecast. Now, this week, IATA, or the International Air Transport Association, has also urged governments to accelerate the relaxation of travel restrictions as COVID-19 continues to evolve from the pandemic to an endemic stage. IATA has called for removing all travel barriers, including quarantine and testing for those fully vaccinated with the WHO-approved vaccine. To get the latest and to catch up on how airlines are headed and faring in the coming year, we're joined on the line now by Shukor Yusof, founder at Endow Analytics. Shukor, good to have you back with us. Thanks for having me, Rachel. So, good news for airlines this week, Shakur. IATA has called for the removal of all travel barriers. Are we likely to see this come to light, though? I don't think it's the right time to celebrate just yet. I Mm -hmm. think there are some signs that things are starting to pick up, albeit slowly. Uh, But there's still some way to go before they reach anywhere near numbers. But IATA is, again, doing the right thing by encouraging Mm. governments in our region especially to ramp up and and do away with all these unnecessary protocols that we're seeing to help the airlines. Okay. So while you say it may not it may be too early to celebrate, let's perhaps look at some of the strategic shifts that we're seeing or moves that we've been seeing from airlines across the region. Let's start off here at home in Singapore with our flag carrier, Singapore Airlines. SIA has had a very busy start to the year. We've seen the issue of a seven year US dollar bond, the announcement of a collaboration with NUS for a lab. And uh, I was browsing online last night and I even saw that SIA is selling off old business class of furniture for quite a hefty tune. What are your thoughts on the carrier's current strategy and direction? My thoughts, I think, Rachel, I think you'd be better off uh, spending your money on something else other than those uh, handbags. <laughs> but, but again, this, this business is class a very chairs, well, it's interesting. But anyway, yes, yeah, yeah, but you know, I mean, mm. yeah, but uh, this is a very well capitalized airline. I would say uh, SIA is probably the, the best funded carrier in the world company is well behind it. It's got uh, it's still a very well run airline, and they've they've raised over twenty billion dollars uh, since the start of the pandemic. They've used it uh, quite wisely, I think, into to pair of debts to to reassess as to realign their fleet requirements for the pandemic. So the thing right now is we'd like to see if if uh, they can tear their way out of this. Aimlessly. We don't know yet because there's still many, a lot of uncertainty, but it's in a very good position to do that. 
So things could be looking up as we see an increase in travel on the back of uh, increased VTL movements out here in Singapore. Let's shift our focus now to across the causeway. Uh, We see a new player take to the skies this week, SKS Airways. It's offering short-haul flights to holiday island resorts in Malaysia. This is to cater to domestic tourism. Is now really the right time, though, Shakur, to launch a new travel offering? And what kind of response have they seen? It's easy to start an airline, but easier still to fail. Uh, and in Malaysia, I think the conditions are right. Uh, money is freely available. And so, uh, you know, people want to have a put on the industry, thinking perhaps that AirAsia is not doing terribly well, uh, Malaysia Airlines is not doing well, Melindo. The incumbents are, are suffering. So they, they're thinking they might, they could do a better job perhaps. But I, I have my doubts. Uh, one, because it's, as I said, it's easy to start an airline, but very mm-hmm. difficult to ensure profitability or even long-term success. But we'll, we'll see. I still think that the existing airlines, AirAsia, for example, and Malaysia Airlines, they're both uh, going to be able to, to write out of this. And speaking of AirAsia, AirAsia X has announced that it expects 40% to 50% of revenue to come from cargo. It's also announced a logistics partnership with Geodis to strengthen its Asia-Pacific footprint. What are your thoughts on the news that's uh, just come out today? I think AirAsia, the group itself, is Mm -hmm. going to be successful coming out of this because they're doing several things, you know, the ride hailing, food business, drones, etc. But I'm not quite sure AirAsia X, which is a low-cost long-haul, is able to revive itself out of this quagmire because mm-hmm. low-cost long-haul is just very difficult and very expensive. Plus, those white-body aircraft that they have, it, it's very expensive to operate. So I I don't know. I mean, I, I personally don't think it's going to work well, but AirAsia on its own, that the low-cost carrier with the A320s, that's going to come out of this uh, well. I'm, I'm hoping, and I think they have a very good management there. And uh, speaking of management, let's talk about the airline's founder, Tony Fernandez. He's also had a busy start to the year and proposed a name change and expansion to focus into tech. What does this mean for the airline and its strategy? Ah, I think that's Tony trying to <laughs> move his way out of doing something that's associated with, with the airline business. We've seen that he's clearly devoting a lot of time into non-airline business. So he's moving into digitalization, he's doing cargo, he's doing teleporting. A lot of things which are very different from their core industry, which is ferrying people, buying them from point A to point B. I don't know if this capital A that he's, he's, uh, push, he's pushing forward is going to make any sense amongst the flying public. I think it's one way to move away from them being an airline into them being an investment company, which he has mm-hmm. uh, highlighted over the last few months. So that's one way. I'm not quite sure it will work, but you know, this is Tony Fernandez, a person who has been able to defy the odds for the last 20 years. And speaking of defying the odds, we've got Boeing is expected to turn in another loss when it reports its fourth quarter results before the U.S. market opens later today. Uh, what might you be looking out for when it comes to Boeing's uh, financial reports? I want to see clarity from Boeing. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is an airline that you 
you know, you can't put it down. It is still a very huge influence in the aviation industry, but it has had a huge hit over the last uh, few years because of the MAX. And I don't see it coming out of it just yet. I think they need to get their bearings right. They need to have uh, a clearer understanding of where the world is heading. And, mm-hmm. and uh, every day that goes by, and then they're being left behind by Airbus, and that's where the danger is because we need a system where two players are running the show, not to have just one monopolize it. That's the the way it's heading right now. So I hope uh, Boeing do something about it, but at the moment it's not showing any real signs of being able to rise out of the problems that they have been facing. And speaking of problems the airlines have been facing and those in the aviation industry have been facing, I mean, we've mentioned travel restrictions being one of them, but out in Europe to combat this and to tackle the uh, competition slump that we've seen as a result of COVID-19, airlines in the UK are now being urged to use 70% of their takeoff and landing slots during the upcoming summer months. This is to boost competition following that COVID aviation slump. Would this mean, though, Shakur, that some carriers would be forced to fly empty planes? I'm just wondering what the rationale is here and what kind of response there's been from the industry. Well, a couple of things. I think they've been flying empty planes for a good part of the last 18 months mm-hmm. and for reasons of holding on to those slots at uh, big airports such as Heathrow, Frankfurt and so on. Uh, so at the same time, you know, while it's also bad for the airlines to be flying empty, but on the other side of the coin, you're looking at helping mm-hmm. the airport sustain business because when you're flying in and out, they're landing fees, you're paying fees. So that's helped to sustain those airports. Don't forget, without airports, there is no airline and vice versa. So they both need each other. So flying empty or maybe a third full is still better than not flying at all because those spots are going to be very, very difficult to hang on to once uh, you, if you give it up, for example. So it, it, it's relevant for inter- airlines flying intercontinental flights, for example, Singapore, to hang on to, let's say, three or four spots that they have per day at London, London Heathrow, for example, then allow it to disappear because it costs in excess of £50 million, pounds, for example, to get it back. So that's, uh, that's primarily the, the reason why they're still flying it. I see. So it's thinking more longer term rather than short term costs and looking at longer term survival. Okay, well, Shukur, thank you so much for taking the time to speak with us today and for sharing all your updates and insights into the outlook for the aviation industry. Thanks, Rachel. Thank you. Always great to have you on. We've been speaking with Shukur Yusuf, founder at Endow Analytics. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.